and welcome back to The Latecomers. I'm Amity. I'm Lemuel. And this week, we're embarking on a new voyage to an old town that we've definitely been before, sort of, in Chapel Wait. Before we get started, though, how was your week? It was full of incident and adventure. So much adventure. So much adventure. Tell the people what you sent me a picture of. I sent you a picture of, I was um, at the Bridal Veil at Yosemite. I was creeping over to, to take a picture of the falls themselves, because they're beautiful. And in the very, I mean, it's a very well-tread visitor's area. It's mm-hmm. paved and everything. A black bear wah, came wah. scooting out of the woods directly into my path. Whee! I came within less than 50 yards, maybe 30 yards of walking into it. That's very close. It's too uh, close to a bear, yes, let me <laughs> I did not... Uh, I did not... Um, Your companion grabbed you, which you hate. Me, but. Which, but at the same time, they're very experienced with, with bears. And, and they bear don't like them. And they're actually kind of frightened of them, which helped. And so we're there, and there was a there was a couple by the side of the road, this man and woman, and they were a young couple, and they didn't see it at all. And so at first, when we're like, there's a, a black bear there. They're looking kind they're of... like, you're fucking with us. Right, exactly. <laughs> no, man. And they're like, no, 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 there's a bear there. Look. And th- what's weird is that for jet black fur, it really blends very well into the foliage. Well, because it's also matted with dirt. Like, well, it's yeah, not but it's, just it, black also, fur. Also, it was fall colors. Yeah. So everything was all these sort of variegated patterns. <gasps> you went patterns. to see fall this weekend? It I'm was beautiful. It really was. There were gusts of wind blowing leaves down around me all the time. Mm-hmm. And and we just had a, a couple of good rains. Yes. So the last time I saw you, so it wasn't super dry or. I was very little. A tinderbox. And there was no falls. Oh, that's sad. And so this time it was a literal gushing torrent. Yay! Um, so I took all the pictures I could, and that's why I was not paying attention to the bear. And uh, you have to take pictures while paying attention. Right. To so the bear actually crossed our path, and that young couple was there, and in, in a move of of. Uh, Real modernity, I think. Okay. Um, the male partner hid behind his female partner. Good job. When they saw the bear. I you thought, know what, though? You know what? Push that, her in front of him. That, that's equality, I think, okay. I guess. Um, you could hide behind me. The bear wouldn't even see you. But the bear was didn't really mind us and was just sort of roaming around, literally galloping Bears through the woods being a bear. want to have anything to do with you, if at all possible. Bears Ugh. don't, and... The only Especially issue, right now. He's trying mm, to get fat. He's... Ugh. they. You don't want to startle them. No. Because they'll overreact and they're bigger and stronger than we you are. We would say they would overreact. Right. I would say humans have killed them off pretty significantly, so I don't think they're overreacting. Well, this area, remember, is protected. I and understand. And the only bears that have died inside of Yosemite are people running into them in their cars because they're not paying attention. Right. And there's but, been a lot of bear deaths that way, but it's a large population of bears there. I mean, we saw deer, we saw coyotes... Um, They're just big puppies. Yeah, you think that until, again, you get close to one, and then it's like, oh, that's... mm." But Uh, the bear really did look like, at first, like two people in a bear suit, you know, like a bondable horse. Yeah. Ambling along, and then, oh, no, no, it moves very swiftly. I was surprised by how fast a bear can move. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it was... That was one of the the most memorable parts of the trip, aside from seeing the falls themselves and everything, 
And I, I think it's, uh, it's actually really lovely because a lot of people haven't ever seen the falls that way. No. Yeah. The, person, the, the companion Especially I was now. With, she'd made three trips out there and never seen the falls in full bloom. And this was... Oh, that's disappointing. But I'm glad that you guys got two. Right. It was, a, it was an amazing that. sight. It was really beautiful. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah. I just, it, it, it was something. So, yeah, I had a good weekend, but Lord, yeah. It, it, it's, now you've got to go back to work tomorrow. I have to go back to work tomorrow. It's going mean, to be. There will be no bear scat to deal with. That, true. that was another thing. Well, no, that's true. We were actually walking <laughs> along a path and we're walking and it's just beautiful and autumnal and there's leaves everywhere and this glacier water is rolling beside us and then Poo. as we're walking there's a huge <laughs> pile of obviously bear scat and we're like okay let's go back now and we're done with this yep. because it was leading further into the woods and yeah. so there'd be no one to hear us scream or help us with our, our bear issues um but anyhow so how was your weekend no it's bears good. I, I, it. I did not have no no bears mm-hmm. um we had guests over on saturday basically all day oh wow uh, can of wine was involved, so you know people ended up staying longer than maybe they intended. Okay. Uh, and then I played. Yesterday was Halloween. How was Halloween? Halloween was fine. I didn't do anything. Um. I. You know, cleaned my makeup brushes and um. Played a game with Corey. Okay. So it wasn't. We played you didn't a game watch scary movies, or you didn't. We did on Saturday when okay. when we had guests over while we were painting. What'd you did watch? Did you see my Did you see my pumpkin? No, I haven't. I painted seen your pumpkin. a pumpkin. It's in the living room. But we watched like, what did she put on? Nightmare Before Christmas, Frankenweenie. <laughs> uh, on Friday night, when I was also playing a game. In my room, I came out at one point to got something to drink, and Stephanie was home alone. Well, I mean, I was here, but she was mm. in the living room by herself watching Rocky Horror Picture Show, which I've never seen anybody watch alone. I was like, good on you. <laughs> so she watched that. So she's been watching things all weekend. She went to her for her friend's house last night, um, and well, I was still. Involved in my game. We turned off the porch light because we didn't have candy. I don't know if we would have gotten trick-or-treaters. We didn't last year, but last year was... Was it raining here the pandemic? It wasn't. It didn't start raining until today. Okay. Yeah, no, it was nice this weekend. Yeah, it was was just really big blue sky, Mm -hmm. fall colors. It was beautiful. This was a great time to be there. Yeah. And it, it was... There weren't as many people as could have been. Right. But um, also, yeah, there were just little things. The trails were... You probably happening. It's probably good to go before the time change. Time change is next week. Yeah. And then it, your daylight is going to get But the real. trails hadn't been maintained well or things like that. So, well, yeah. And, and there were bears everywhere. So, But, but I mean, I wondered as I was there, it's like, what's Halloween like? Because there's nothing there. You're in the woods. Yeah. So it's not like you could get a clear sense of... of yeah, what it Halloween was, was fun. I mean, you know... You'll talk to our boss tomorrow. Probably her voice is shot because she went to a party and was yelling uh-huh. across the table at her friends or whatever. Just okay. It was loud. So her voice is gone. Uh, I don't know. It was at least Halloween, Halloween I've had in a long time, and that includes last year. Right. I was in a camo onesie all day. I did a nice face of makeup. That's it. 
Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Is that disappointing or was it okay? For no, you? It's, it's fine with me. Uh-huh. I I was fine. I we like I said, I got on to play with Corey at like mm. two, and we didn't get off of the call until like seven thirty. Or yeah, like seven thirty. Well, I I find like. I guess because I was remote and I couldn't really be reached because you are in a valley and one of the things you become aware of is there are literal granite walls around you yeah, everywhere. Yeah. So, you know, you get a signal that's kind of amazing. But when I came back into the bay, there was a million messages for me because Halloween is the time of year that everyone remembers me. Oh, that's funny. It's like, you're that guy, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do the horror uh, stuff. Yeah, so it's just like everyone remembers me and blah, 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 blah. So that was kind of fun this morning, just answering them and sending them pictures of this bear. Um. Yeah, right. You should have gotten a, I'm going to say, though, for as good of a photographer as you are, that picture of that bear, little fuzzy. He was moving very fast. Oh, was he? Okay. He was, I, I thought he was staying still, um, so... We didn't think that he was full grown. Um, well, so the baby. thing is, well, he wasn't—he was hardly a baby. A baby. But <laughs> he was darting around really quickly, and so I can understand uh, how disconcerting it is for people when they come upon one and they just this thing will. They don't bolt know where him. he's going to go. Right, he's very yeah. fast, and it was surprising because you know I'm used to the loping bears in TV shows, yeah. and this thing is just darting around like a big puppy, frankly. Yeah, I feel like bears move faster than you think they're going to move. They're also bigger than you think they are, so one step of a bear is right. a fairly good distance. And it, yeah, it moved at a gallop once it started mm-hmm. going, and so he had cleared a lot of ground by the time I was able to take the picture. Oh, okay. He was also sort of weaving between all these trees, so I'm waiting for him to show his face, and then... You're like, where are you, buddy? But also, don't get too close. Right, and at the <laughs> same time, if it was an adolescent bear, the issue that we all had, everyone that was on that path was, is there another one? Yeah. Or is there another one that's his age, or, right. God forbid, mom? Mom is the one that we were worried <laughs> yeah. about. I've, I was recently at another trip um, where... Mom's what you got to worry about. Yeah. Always 100% of the time. Yeah. Where uh, everyone was sharing their bear stories, because apparently that was a, a group of, you know, long-distance hikers, and one woman shared uh, having to clear off a trail. Just like they, they could not shake this one black bear that was following them for miles, literally. And so they, they didn't want their food. They or? just yeah. Well, it wanted whatever. Somebody made the mistake of dropping something on the trail, and it just got their well associated oh, no. with food and, candy, and just kept following them. And so into the end, they had to double back, go to their car, drive five miles away, and start again because they needed because this bear was going to keep following them and it followed them for I think oh, two or yeah. three miles as it was. That's crazy. Yeah, but it's like if it smells easy food, it wants easy food. It doesn't yeah. want to go hunting things. Have you seen how big a deer is? I saw four uh, of yeah, deers are not small. Right. You think that they're small, and then you stand next one, and it's you're like, like, "This is not Bambi. This is a this is a big animal." Yeah, but um, but yeah. So well, some of them Halloween. are Bambi. What they start as Bambi. Even Bambi is bigger than you think it is. Mm, fair. Mm, no, I knew that Bambi was about my size when I was small. <laughs> But I'm not small. The first anymore. time I was at Point Reyes, I saw an actual elk on the trail. I'm oh, like, yeah, no, holy that's, well, that's cow. a whole different, elk is a, that's it's a different like, thing. It's like three deer put together. It's it enormous. Is. Like, it's what like is the linebacker of deer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> of the deer community. Uh, okay. You want to so, get into the show? Okay, let's get into the show. How do you think so far? Of the show, just yeah, one episode. Just one episode. It, are we happy or are we sad that we're I watching happy. this for 10 I'm really. Um, the first episode is really intriguing. Yeah. It 
reminds me of a television show that we followed for a little, a uh, brief, well, it was only one season, uh, Taboo, uh, from 2017, with Tom Hardy. Do you remember that one? Did we watch the whole, I feel yeah, like we watched watch the whole thing. Did we? Yeah, I know. And it I comes to a what? weird, abrupt ending. Maybe that's why I feel like we didn't watch the whole yeah. thing. Okay. But it has that same sort of very realistic feeling. Yeah. It, uh, it's got, it's got terror period. vibes to me. Yeah. But part of that is where we start. So we are watching Chapel Wait, American horror television series based on the short story, Jerusalem's Lot, by American writer Stephen King. Look at me reading out of Wikipedia. It is written by Peter and Jason Filardi, and it premiered on Epics on August 22nd, 2021, and it did, in fact, have its final episode yesterday. Okay. <laughs> so it is complete. We are just starting it now. We're latecomers, so it's fine, everybody. It's fine. <laughs> this is what's supposed to happen. We're two steps behind this case <laughs> instead of ten. That's right. So this show, um, let me give you the one-sentence premise. Mm-hmm. Following his wife's tragic death at sea, Captain Charles Boone, played by Adrian Brody, and his children return to the small town of Preacher's Corners, Maine, where a dark family history haunts them until confronted. Ooh, we haven't seen the confrontation. We have seen a little bit of the haunting. So Certainly seen the dark family history. <laughs> right. So this first episode, as I said, it aired, uh, it was called Blood, Call, uh, Blood Calls Blood. Did it call collect? Excuse me. Probably. It's the kind of asshole that would do that. Um, and this is interesting. It looks like uh, there are four writers for the series, and there are five directors for the series. The first two episodes are directed by the same, same person. Uh-huh. The second two episodes are directed by different dudes named Jeff. And then the, the third two are the same person. The fourth two are the same person. The fifth two are the same person. It's a little bit weird. Um, so this episode was directed by Burr Steers, a name uh, that... Burr? Oh, he directed Igby Goes Down in 17 again, and he is a nephew of writer Gore the doll. Oh, wow. And the teleplay was by, is by Jason Filardi and Peter Filardi. Uh, I'm presuming that these are brothers, but I'm not 100% sure about that. They might be partners, but I presume brothers. Peter Filardi is a writer maybe best known for writing the craft, at least best known to me for writing the craft. And also he wrote Flatliners, which is a movie oh, that's that I've a weird seen. One. Uh, I like the way you did that. You won't <laughs> add any qualities to it. It's a movie I've seen. I don't remember if it's good or bad. I okay, can tell you. It's not good. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> okay, it borrows a lot from other was sources. Was it good or was it... Well, it got remade recently, uh, like right. two years ago or something like that. Made. So with, I believe, Nina Dobrev. Yeah, that's interesting. From The Vampire Diaries. Anyways, so... That is Peter Filardi that I said. Yes. Jason Filardi has the same last name, and thus I believe he might be related to him somehow. He also wrote 17 again. He was in the craft as a paramedic, like he did a, okay. a walk-on part. Uh, 
And he does, you know, he's produced a couple of things, written a couple of things. Mostly it's this. Mostly it's this. And he wrote Bringing Down the House. Is that the movie with Steve Martin and Queen Latifah? Yes, it is. Okay, well, that's his pedigree. So that's where we're we're coming from. And uh, so this series... um, uh, was uh, reported, Epics reported that the series was going to, it, it gave a straight to series 10 episode order for an adaptation of Jerusalem's Lot. Uh, and at the, at the same time, I think at the, like literally at the same time, they uh-huh. were like, and Adrian Brody's attached um, in, the, in the lead role. Emily Hampshire is the second build person. You all might know her as Stevie from Schitt's Creek. That's where I knew her from. <laughs> uh, and she was cast um, two months later. It was set to produ- begin production in April of 2020 in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Unsurprisingly, it didn't. Uh, it was postponed and actually did get underway filming in July of last year, which also seems too soon, but... And... That's what I know about it. In the in the overall. Okay. So, let's... This is a adaptation. I'm putting a lot of quotes, quotations around okay. it. Why? Because it's not... It doesn't take place in Jerusalem's lot. It takes place in the place that will be Jerusalem's lot in the future. We are in a prequel situation because this takes place in the 1800s. I'm not sure when we are. Did you get a date? Do you remember a date? You know, I... um, Let's see... Here we go. We do have a date. We'll get there. So we start with a young Charles. um, Watching his mom get murdered. (laughs) So that's fun. (laughs) Um, It opens with... How old would you say he is at the beginning? Oh, like I can't maybe tell. eleven. I'm bad with children's ages. Uh, he's he's not very old. I don't no. think he's. I think he's just prepubescent. Okay. But I don't think he's like five. Yeah, I'm pretty bad with children's ages too. Um, and we have a man digging a hole outside of his house, and his wife begging him to come in and then locking him out. Yeah. Um, And you know that nothing good is going to happen. She tells her son to run to get away. And then she is beaten by this man. And then, uh, no, oh no, she isn't killed. She's knocked unconscious. And this man picks up his son and puts him in the hole and starts burying him alive, which sucks. And then Mama wakes the fuck up and shoots Dad, who lands on top of him in the hall. So, so more family drama. This our protagonist is theme. also going to have a buried alive complex. Right, but this is going to be like it carries over from Lisey's story 
horrible shit that happens to children. Yes. Yes. Uh, and then we go boodly, 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 to 1850. That's right. Okay. It's 1850. We are aboard a whaler. We know because they're actively killing a whale when we first see it. Uh, and then there is a scene. Is it the funeral scene first and then the flashback? It's the funeral scene and then the flashback. Okay, so we start with the funeral scene. Uh, Adrian Brody and his two young kids, with three young kids, two young daughters and and younger son, uh, are putting his wife to rest to the sea. And then we have the flashback. That's right, that's what it is. We have the flashback of them speaking. She is ill. She knows she's dying. She's a Japanese lady, Mm -hmm. we should say. Uh, and so all of his kids are mixed, which d- does come up in 1850 Maine, weirdly. Yes, um, and uh, we ha- we see them talking about you can't you know you can't raise them out on the water by yourself. Um, it's a blessing maybe that we got that letter, and then we find out that prior to her passing, so she knew it was happening. Uh, they had received a letter from Charles. Ziz, Charles's cousin. I don't know how to, how to do the the possessive there. Charles Charles's cousin. Uh, saying, or not from his cousin, I guess, uh, from the estate of his cousin, saying, "Oops, I died. Oops, here's this land and this mill, a mill, and a house in Preacher's Corners." Maine. Preacher's Corner, Preacher's Corner, Maine. No Preacher's Corners. There's both. <laughs> There's, There's four of them. Yes, I guess so. It's probably at a crossroads. Uh-huh. One, two, three, four. Corners. Four. Which is appropriate for a vampire story, frankly. I guess so. How do we know it's a vampire story? Jerusalem's lot, people. Lot, right. Keep up, keep up. <laughs> and this is the same material, because we've seen two adaptations of Salem's Lot. Yes. And well, we have, and there's a third one coming. And we have seen um, the second season of yeah Castle Rock, Castle Rock, which yeah. all deal with Drew. So yeah. yes, it's a safe jump. Yeah, that we're going to be vampires. vampires. Yes, probably vampires. So he understands that he can't raise his daughters and son on a whaler, and so they do in fact travel to Maine. It probably takes six whole ass months, and. They show up at the mill. Let me see. Do, 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 do. The manor is called Chapelwaite. That's mm-hmm. what the thing is named after. The housekeeper that is there and has been taking care of it basically quits as soon as they get there. <laughs> They're like, um,. Your family's uh, a, a blight on this town. This mill's a blight on this town, and everybody hates you. Okay, bye. Um, and he's like, if you won't work for me, can somebody work for me? And she's like, uh, I'll put the word out, but probably not. And then we see, uh, is her name Rebecca in this? Rebecca Morgan. Rebecca Morgan, yeah. Yes. We see her see them come into town, and she's like, ooh get in on this. She's and an opportunist. She is an opportunist. She is 
what did we just watch? Clickbait. Right. <laughs> she literally goes in saying, I will nanny for your children. And then we find out, oops, she's a journalist. So <laughs> journalism. So she uh, comes in and says she can be a nanny. And he does, in fact, hire her. But we do find out that she is a journalist, has already written to the paper, whatever the new sure the new york times i don't know what paper i can't remember uh and they have accepted her quote-unquote pitch uh -huh. which undoubtedly is i'm gonna get in and find all the dirt on this family uh we don't know what the dirt is uh we know that this side of the family is i believe this was his father's let's see so if it's his cousin his father's brother's son, okay. I think, is the one who has left this family. So it's his father's brother and his father's brother's son who have lived and, and maintained Chapel Wait. And they are uh, deeply, deeply hated by this community, we find out. Um, yeah. Now, meanwhile, in this town, the other thing that's happening, other than this ta family coming and taking over the manor and the mill, which no doubt... You know, employs most of the people. I would. I would think mills are right. are the going thing in this area at this time. Right. Uh, mills and things like trapping, but you go out to do that. You don't sort of stay in a town to you do that. Trap inside your house. <laughs> no. Um, what a mess that would be. And there is also an illness going on. Uh, there we see a. It's one of those ambiguous the sickness kind of like in sickness. other movies. I've come back from the wars. Like uh, with, so, with don't him? worry about it. There's like, always a war to have come right. back from, though. <laughs> Thanks, America. Um, well, and before that, and before that, you see European <laughs> films like what's he, what, what, what uniform is that? Don't don't Prussian, ask Don't worry about right. it. Um, Prussian. That's good. It, we we see them hammering on the front door of this house in mm -hmm. quarantine notice. Uh, and then as the, the kids are walking through the town one day, uh, like maybe the first or second day, uh, the young boy, whose name is Tane, I think? It's spelled T-A-N-E, mm -hmm. but I can't remember if it's Tane or like Tane. Remember, these are half Japanese kids. The, the other daughter's names are Loa. She does not speak, not since her mother passed, and Honor. She does. And <laughs> she speaks enough for both of them. And they're walking down the street, and the young boy sees a ball and goes and follows it into an alley. Uh -huh. And his sisters are like, What are you doing? Come out of there. And he's like, Well, there's a ball here. I'm going to take it because they've lived on a whaler and they don't know if ball. it's not yours. Well, you can't also. You don't ha it's not yours. You don't, you can't just take something that is You can't just roll a ball around the deck yours. of a whaler. It just goes overboard and then you're No, I understand that, but I yeah. also don't think he understands personal property. property yeah. So, because I believe his father was the captain, captain of that ship, yes, so everything belonged to him if he wanted it. I don't think that's how his father is raising them, no. but... Uh, and then we see a young girl in a white um, nightgown come out from behind the gate that he is sort of near and sort of awkwardly and ethereally come towards him. She's very pale. I'm like, oh, she's a ghost. Oh, no, vampire. Probably a vampire, though. Probably a vampire. <laughs> We're in Salem's lot. That's a vampire. Uh, 
and that they're sort of chased away by town folk, like, ooh, get out of here, what are you doing? Right. Uh, Ms. Morgan does go and get the job as the nanny. We do see some um, some scenes with Charles showing the kids the house, and we see the house a little bit, which we think is the Marston house. We think it's the Marston house. I'm assuming house. that it's the Marston house. I don't know if that's the case, but it's certainly... The art direction here is wonderful. That house it's looks amazing. And the Marsden House has been every adaptation from the original Salem's Lot to the remake to... Yep. The Marsden House has to be the creepiest, weirdest house. Huh. And I like... I, my favorite, It's definitely on a hill. Right. It, it definitely could be. We'll say that. Yeah, my favorite Marsden House was the original, but that was also 100 years on. I enjoyed the one in the second season of Ca- Castle Yeah, Rock. that was good, too, with all the, the hidden passages. This would be the original house, and it yeah. looks like this weird shingle gothic with these very... Yeah, yeah, How it goes from being called Chapelweight to be called, being called the Marston House, though. Because Chapelweight right. is a better title, y'all. <laughs> so, um, and there's some pictures of the family, and we find out that his father was basically disowned and thus his branch of the family was broken off and largely right. because of his father's madness um which, which i like that scene there's a grouping of pictures mm-hmm. on the staircase and that really recalls um for those of you in the audience who are old enough to remember or are fans the roger corman painting scene that was in half a dozen of his movies you know whether it was the fall of the house of usher oh, or whatever okay. Where, he, where it's the family's Here's the portraits. family, and this person's a white slaver, and this person, you know, was a drug runner, and this person's a maniac. And <laughs> okay. so, yeah, it's like it's the same kind of scene, only yeah. a modern version. And his father's right. portrait, I believe, is the one that He's is ripped, to ripped out. Everyone else seems to be perfectly normal. He doesn't go into a great deal of description. No. But yes, his his father's picture looks like it was attacked by the bear yeah. that I saw. And there is a... There's I don't know I don't remember if it's explicit or implicit but there is a feeling that Charles is afraid that his the, his father's madness has transferred to him. Yeah. So he's like, "Oh, y'all. I don't know if you've ever seen Adrian Brody's face, but that man is sad. That man is sad." He, yes. And he's in mourning, but it's a very good cast to cast Adrian Brody if you need your Leading man to be hangdog at all Stephen times. Stephen is another one. Daniel Radcliffe can look remarkably forlorn. He really can. He really can. It's true. Um, I like his excuse, too. He's asked, why do you sort of like have resting sad face? He's like, I'm Irish and Jewish. You know, oh it's like, this is just the way just sadness in my body. <laughs> just in the fabric of like a genetic predisposition to being like... Uh, Melancholy. So one of the things that we do see happen is he goes to the foreman of the mill. Before he gets there, he stops and speaks to a young man, a black man named, I believe, Abel, Mm -hmm. who has been keeping up the ledgers since uh, his cousin's death. Uh, He thanks him for that uh, and asks him to continue to, to do so. Uh, He is the tool, tool keep. It sounds like. Uh, and then he he heads on down to the mill itself 
which is not, it's like five steps further. And he speaks to the foreman and asks why the downturn in production since his cousin's death. And there's a, some bullshit ex- right. excuse and he's looking around and he's like, and none of these men are working. Like, there's there's actively, like, five dudes just standing around yeah, fucking yes, doing nothing. Yes, it's like an early union job. Yeah. Um, they're just sort of loafing. And, and he's like, oh, well, it's their break time. Right. So you got to give them your, their breaks. And he's like, cool, cool, cool. And he pulls out a big silver coin and hands it to him. He's like, what's this for? He's like, it's your severance. <laughs> or you can get the production up to here and know that we are now going to be basically a fucking co-op. Mm. I'm... Uh, dividing this into lays, a hundred lays, um, which is the like a percentage uh-huh. of the revenue, uh, and each like the foreman gets three lays, and each worker gets two. You know, I get like fifty-one or whatever it is, but right. like we're gonna give it out, or you know, we're gonna parcel this out. So the more you work the more you make. Right, exactly. And he goes to the and they and they they kind of grumble, but that's a fucking good deal and it's way it it's deal. on top of wages. It's not instead of wages. Right. It's an it's an incentive program. And it's a very smart thing for him to do because they don't know him. They don't owe him anything. So this is a way to keep them there and keep them busy and he doesn't know anything about milling right he's a whaler yeah. that is what he has done his whole life but he knows how to keep everyone on a ship because i imagine he does i imagine he did a, a similar group. thing well i mean that, sh- that's like boats. whaling rules he mentioned he says that mm. but oh, uh, yeah. okay, rules gotcha. on the whaler but yeah. i think the thing is that and that's because right. every time you every season you get you could get a new crew right but exactly. if you have if you engender loyalty by paying people, right. then well, whaling is get, a really dangerous it's job. It's extremely dangerous, especially at the time. And and this is no excuse to whaling because it's a horrible thing. It's horrible. But having read Moby Dick, that's how I'm familiar with it. Yes, there you're in constant physical danger. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this animal is trying to survive, and it will drag you under yeah. at the drop of a hat. And even when you're not actively whaling, you're out on the ocean in a right. boat that was made in 1850. Right, exactly. So, <laughs> and so there are there are people who. Uh, who get dragged under? There are sharks following the whales for whatever gets if left over. If there's a storm, yes, if you're in a, trouble yeah. if you get into the doldrums and there's no active wind. It's it's a very dangerous job. So I think that this system that he's talking about, yeah, keeps a group of strangers cohesive, yeah, for the long season, yeah. And so it's a really good idea to sort of build a sort of camaraderie, yeah. And there's a we all work harder because we all get something back. Right. So what? But one of the things I especially liked that I noted was um, the overseer gets three lay, three, uh, three lays, lays. How do you say it? I think it's lays. Lays. Okay. And as he's leaving, Abel says, "What's the just? What is the lays? What's the lay for the the toolkeeper? Uh-huh. Whatever his." real job as quote unquote real job. And he's like one, uh, and add two for keeping the ledgers. So he is giving a young black man the same stake right. as the white like supervisor. And this might be the fact that he had a Japanese wife, that he has children that are, you know mixed, yeah. Mixed. And it also could be the fact that when you're on a ship, every, you're proven yeah. <clears throat> 
you prove your value by what you do rather than who you are. Also, was, when you're on a ship, you're uh, in a different place. Yeah. All the time, but you that's don't so, tip. Yeah. I mean, you're not tip. Like if you're a fisher, mm-hmm. you go and come to the same place every time. But the right. way that he did, it, he was all over the world, so he's met all kinds of people, yes, and exactly. he has moved to the point of understanding that people are people. Also, this young man is clearly conscientious, uh-huh. smart. He can keep the ledger when the other one can't. Right, so yeah, exactly. pay him his well, that's, worth. That's and I thought that was awesome. When, uh, it's probably going to earn him he might go not, not going to earn him any points but, but good yeah, move when I read Moby Dick one of the things that really comes across is that Queequeg the Harpooner is the incredibly valued member of this crew but he's is he like Maudie or something like that something yes. like that okay and he you know he even has an idol that he worships on board and nobody cares like okay well okay. You're, you're a pagan you're well, smoking well nobody cares about you're... that but right. when when sailors do determine that something is bad luck yeah it's not great <laughs> it but I mean there, in his case he's just so good at what he does right. that nobody he's cares he's not the one right yeah. right so so we see that whole thing happening and we we've hired the nanny who then, what does she like, play Bloody Mary with the kids or something, basically? She, she basically, she <laughs> he tours them around the house. See, what we've learned earlier is, and we don't know if it's part of the captain's hallucinations dating back to his childhood, mm-hmm. but uh, there's a story about oh, the basement. Yes. Yeah. And uh, there's a a child who died going to the basement That's right. Okay, so what had happened, that's right. What happened to the former owner, so his cousin, lost his wife and then lost his daughter after she fell down the stairs of the cellar and broke her back. And she never recovered and she died. And then he died basically of grief after that. So the whole family died in the house. Um, and they do say, you know, lock the cellar door, and then we keep finding it unlocked. Y'all. But he does go downstairs at one point, and he sees, wor- like, a bunch of worms fall on yeah, him. And that, I'm not sure that there actually are earthworms falling from the cha- the because that would be the floor of the house above, and there's no reason unless, for earth. And... Unless it isn't. Unless that's that uh-huh. door is at the end of the house. And you go down into the cellar, and the cellar is dug under the earth. If the cellar is going underground, yes, that could be the case. And if it's the same house as if we connect it, if we can connect it to the Castle Rock house, we know there's underground stuff, but I don't know if we want to do that. Later he has what appears to be a hallucination in the bathtub. Yes, yes. And that also, that's what led me to he think has a, maybe Yes, he later just, he has a hallucination. Yeah. He's taking a bath, and he sinks down into the water. And then he, we, we look and we see legs. And then we look and we, and he's got, he's covered in dirt. It's like he's in mud. Mm-hmm. And there's wormses, more wormses. And and then he like shakes himself out of it. And he's back in the water. But yeah, and this, no doubt, adds to his concern for his own mental acuity. He does not want to do to his children what his father did to him. Right. Exactly. Uh. I think does Loa go downstairs or no? It's not. It's it's they. She kind of leads them all over the house. The right. nanny kind of leads Looking them all over ghosts. the house and freaks them out. And so she's staying in the house with them, and he goes and um, after they're in bed and uh, knocks on her door and is like, um, 
So I know that you're trying to ingratiate yourself with my kids, uh, but you've scared the shit out of them, and now they can't sleep. And this, you can't, you got a different tack. New strategy. He doesn't fire her. I might have fired her. He might have, but I think that he's getting so much resistance. But was this after the church? Oh, this is before, oh, I can't remember. I think it might have been before before the church. Before, Right, there's so much resistance in the community to him. Yeah, his which family, we, he, he barely knows that yet, right. though. Um, I think he's heard them... He's heard people mutter under their breath about half, half-breeds, half I believe. Uh, but nothing overt to the kids yet. And then the family and the nanny all try to go to church on a Sunday morning. Like, respectable people... You know they've never been... They don't go to the church on the regular. They are doing this basically as a... as a gesture to the community. Right. They're on Whaler. They they were not going to church on the reg. They could read their... If, they, if they're religious, they could absolutely read their Bibles at home. Um, but they're going as a show of solidarity of community. And they are pulled aside by uh, town elders, the former pastor of the church. (laughs) Not the current one. Not the current one. The former one. And he's basically like, there's uh, not enough room inside for even our um, regulars. And you can see several of them are not able-bodied. So we don't really have space in the church for you and yours. And uh, Charles is like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because of all the things a church could do, this is the last thing I, I would I would think would happen. And the pastor basically is like, um, your family is a blight on this whole town right. and Just we hate you and uh, we don't want you here and we would like you to go ahead and sell that thing and get the fuck out. We don't want you. We don't need you. Just flat out straight to his face, which I guess, thanks for clarifying your position so that I'm not confused, but da damn. And he's like, fuck you, and we're not going anywhere. Okay, bye. I mean, we're going now. We're going to leave here because we're not going to church. But we are not leaving this town. This is, I came here to give my family a fresh start. Now, Here's where we we get into a little bit of a scarlet letter situation. And I say, hun, sell that fucking mill. Buy a house in a normal town that isn't going to be he like seems this. He's stubbornly <laughs> sticking to his guns here. Yeah, and I get that, but sell the mill. You will make enough to buy a house literally anywhere else. Bounce. Fuck these people. They are racist and trash. Uh, Rebecca Morgan has the, you know, wherewithal and, uh, you know, cuscacity to go ahead and, and yell shame on you to everybody as she leaves with the family. And I'm like, you are kind of in on it. You were hoping for that because that shit is going to be good in your article. Right. You're kind of a monster too. So I'm wondering if she's going to turn, like if I'm going to turn to be on her side or if I'm just going to be looking at her side eye this whole time. 
Oh, that's what it was <sighs> with with her scaring the kids. It was mm-hmm. all Hallows Eve. Hey, right. festive. And they didn't know how, what that was because mm-hmm. they didn't celebrate it on the boat. So she told them about a pendulum that you can use to speak to spirits. And of course she knows that's going to perk up their interest because they just lost their mother. In fact, the middle one, as we said, Loa, has not spoken and since her mother died. And so they so they do that game and they do end up in the cellar, I think, and they are freaked out, but mom doesn't make an appearance. Um, oh, I forgot that uh, there's a lot, lot of shit happened in yeah, this episode. Coming from Lisey's story in particular, where nothing well, like, happens. She was sitting in the chair, and then at the end she was sitting in the, in in the same chair. chair. Yeah. They do say, at the fucking old pastor says that the kids can't be Christian because they're not white, which... Is not how you define Christianity, but... Christ okay. wasn't white, so I. This is amazingly yes. <laughs> this is a baffling point of view to have. Um, just to just to start Change, with, as like a point just, of information. Yes, just as a Jesus just wasn't as a white. base starting point. Right. I don't know how you get to where you are when Jesus Christ Himself was not a white man. Um, but we see that the is that the overseer. I keep calling the overseer, like the the boss at the. I believe it was. It's hard to tell. It's it's the boss and a couple of workers mm. are packing up what looks like kerosene. Right. And they're coming from the house where the um, quarantined young girl is. Because we see her make a weird ghostly appearance again. Just right. barefoot in a nightgown outside walking around in the mud. Get this child in bed. What are you... Um, <laughs> like, have you ever tried to here. stop one of the undead? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, and they're going to head out. They're heading to the house. They're okay. going to do mischief. It seems like the kind of mischief that involves burning a family alive in their home. Yes, it does. Which is fucked up. The worst kind of mischief. And also, guys, guys, that house has been vacant for like six months. Right. Why didn't you do it then? Could have done it at any time. <laughs> like, why now when there are children? He could have shown up to a husk. A burnt-out husk. Right. But here's why. Because on the road to Chapel Wait, they are um, accosted by a figure in all black, with a big hat, and no face that we can see, who straight murders them, cuts their throat, fills a bucket full of blo- their blood, and then hides them? Or no, leaves just kind of leaves them. We don't get much of a sense of what happens afterwards after they get killed by Carmen San Diego. It looks, it, it reminded me a lot of um, of the character that we just saw in Midnight Mass. You know that same character in the broad hat, broad brim hat, and the yeah. wandering around the seashore. Right. So, hey, in that one, it was a vampire. Right. I, and Mike Flanagan says it was an quote, original work, unquote. I know, he, it was, but also right. it wasn't. <laughs> um, so, oh, and the, I think the horse gets it. I think the horse is a pile on the ground. I think the horse gets it because the, the horse is dead, yeah. The horse is dead, and the man is Which was completely unnecessary. Dead, you should spread the horse. And the, and the thing goes away, and this is all happening at night, and I'm not exactly sure... 
what what else is happening there, but that's how it ends. There's a weird shadowy figure that's sort of protecting the family or the estate. Possibly the house. Or something. Yeah, there, right. it, it's unclear what it's protecting, but it's uh, doing so violently. So, so far, quite a bit has happened. That's just episode one. Uh, it's very beautiful, as I said. It does remind me... Right. Of the starkness of, like, the terror. Mm-hmm. Um, or, yeah, the, I think you're right about the... What was the... Taboo. Taboo, yeah. Right. Anything set in the mid-1800s. Just gray. Just everything's gray. And your protagonist has sad eyes. Why? Because it sucks in 1850, no matter where you right. are. <laughs> it's like they're all thinking about dental care. Um yeah, something. they've got a toothache and a wife who died in childbirth. Like, it's a mess. Yes. <laughs> so it's, uh, that is that episode. The next episode we're going to watch is called Memento Mori. It originally aired one week after this one on August 29th of this year. Same director, same writers. So that's next week. I'm excited. I'm re- I am enjoying this. I am going to, I think I'm going to try and take better notes this time right. because I didn't know what to expect. Well, we could just come off a show where yeah. essentially it was the same scene yeah. stretched out for 45 minutes or 50 minutes. Oh, and we were able to watch this for free on Amazon Prime. So. Oh, no, it was on Epix. Was, oh, it, Amazon Prime. But Amazon Epics, Prime, right. but it was free. It wasn't start your trial or anything. Uh-huh. It was watch this episode for free. I was like, okay. So I don't know how many of those are going to be free, but I'm going to watch them for free. As long as they let me. You could binge it all for free. Maybe. You could. Who knows? Well, I mean, if you do the five, seven day thing, I don't know what they have for free. So we're going to find out. Uh, It might have just been uh, get hooked to this thing so you pay us to watch the rest of it. But if they don't think I can watch 10 hours of TV in seven days, they have another thing coming. They don't know who they're messing with. I probably couldn't watch 10 hours of this in seven days. I could. Well, you have a lot. I don't think I'd want to. I don't. That's, a, uh, that's untrue. What you're I do baking, have you're is painting, you're doing all sorts of a um, low tolerance for gloom these days. So some like this, I only want to watch two of them a day at the most. Right. Uh, so, It's like people yeah. going, I can binge all of Squid Games. Don't do it. Oh no! Don't do it. I watched it too fast, and I watched it over two over a week and a half or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. So next week, Memento Mori. Memento Mori. Before we get there, do you have anything you want to recommend? I recommend going to Yosemite. I have been away, so I haven't actually seen anything lately. Pish tosh! Did you read anything good? Um, I have. Did you play any fun games? No, I. We had fun with the timeline cards. Oh, good. And that was a lot of fun because it was you know history buffs sitting there and trying to see if they can outdo each other which is, was always really fun yeah there's um it, like i said the valley itself is kind of cut off so um you you don't get a lot of access not where this place was yeah but uh but yeah i i it was the first halloween i've been completely cut off usually it's a television set and horror movies and whatever else so there was that was missing that all that was but other than that, um, I, I can't think of anything new that I've seen recently because we've just been sort of pushing. I think Lisey's story was a big push for us, so I haven't gotten to anything. 
I know that there, there's stuff I want to get around to, but I, I, I just not have had the opportunity. I haven't had the opportunity yet. Was there anything for you? Did you? Um, I don't know. I've actually been catching up on stuff that I haven't, uh, like I was watching, I watch um, Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy still. Yeah, mm. still, y'all. Grey's Anatomy, and it's committed. like 19th year or something like that. Um, so I just watched the beginning of the seasons for those, and those are, you know, fine. Uh, Stephanie started watching the American Horror Stories uh. show on FX. Um, and that's also fine. Have you seen any of them? Uh, I watched the first episode, but it was a one of two, and she watched two of two without me. Well, you know, I tell you so. what. <laughs> Which I, I is saw, fine. I, when I came home, yeah. I came home early, earlier than usual. Yeah, earlier I just today. sort of like could not move. Because there were, we did about six miles a day, 11 miles in one day. How's uh, your back? It's actually doing pretty good. good. It was... Um, yeah, a firm mattress does wonders. Yeah. But the um, the thing is, so I just came back. And I, I, I needed to sit it down. It flopped, yeah. Which is weird. Yeah, 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 perfect. And I saw a couple of episodes of it, mm-hmm. and we were discussing it, um, American Horror Story, that it's much better than the, the series they do, because I think the issue is there's a story arc in each of the American And they never have enough story to fill they the arc. They never have enough so story, they... so... Put in a bunch of shit like, what about aliens? And you're right, like, exactly. yeah, what about and that, aliens? And they're like, don't worry about aliens. We're never going to back That was one of the, the faults with Asylum. It's like, all this other stuff was interesting. And then we're suddenly going to bring in three episodes about UFOs that goes nowhere. Nowhere. Literally you no know, resolution or, ever. And that happened for the first season where there's a, a complete side episode about a man who is worried about the pig man coming to follow him or yeah, something. Yeah, that's right. And it had nothing to do with nothing the Nothing to do with anything, yeah, yeah. And so I think that... I also just find mm, them too much for too long. Right. If that makes sense. I think any of those things over a two-hour period would be interesting. But over a ten-hour period, I'm like... And here, over an hour period, it's actually... it. It works. Okay, cool. It works as a horror anthology. And they're doing... It's the same cast. It's the same it's cast. The, I saw just, Dylan McDermott before we yeah. started today. I was like, wow, I have not... Uh, he's been Matt one of the Matt Romer was in the first one. He hasn't returned, I yeah. think. He only came for the first season. For the first season, that's true. And, and her, too. Um, yeah. the, the, mm, the woman from Friday Night Lights. Connie yeah. Britton um, didn't come back after the first season. And there's a lot of funny asides, like you're in a universe about these characters. Wait. The, the episode that, that we were watching before had to do with a woman making a video game based on the first season of American Horror Story. Right. They're in the house. I mean, right. that's the thing. The, the the first episode is a two-parter, and it's the rubber man, rubber woman um, character. Or, like, that's what it's called. Yeah. And there, it's this family that moves into the murder house. And what happens to them, but it's only the two episodes. It's not, and but it's the same kind of stuff. You know, she sees the dead people that died right. there before. Like, it's the same kind of, yeah. and, the, and the rubber suit basically comes and gets her and puts her in it. Um, yeah, so, so it's really, it's, I, I like the idea of this better than I like the idea right. of the full. Because, yeah, I don't think I got past, like, four episodes of the last three seasons. I was just like, ugh, this is a well, lot. Well, the, the characters would go through it's these... It's so violent. Twists and, and turns so where they were just unlikable at times. Yeah. 
And so you're rooting for characters. I think the one season I thought that did everything really well was uh, Coven. Yeah, Coven is the best Coven one. Coven was consistent. Coven was, you know, all these yeah. characters. I, the rest of them, it's like you see characters that you're trying to, like, murder other yeah. people in cold blood and yeah. do whatever else. And, yeah. And so it just didn't, you know, it, it was hard I to... I couldn't finish the one, the, the politics one. I didn't finish Hotel. I didn't even watch, I think, the last two yeah. seasons. See, the politics one, that was difficult because we were in the middle of those yeah, politics. And exactly. so it's like, I don't need to see this uh, on the news and see it here, too. No, exactly. That was, I was like, all of these people are fucking terrible. And I'm a person, like, that's how I feel about Seinfeld. I, if any of those people got hit by a bus, I wouldn't care. So I don't right. watch that show. Well, that was, I, I don't, it's hard to build a story around people who are unlikable. I understand and that it's possible and can be done and right. some people like that and things like that. I, I need to have fondness well, of some sort for the characters that I'm watching. That was one of the issues I, I had with where I couldn't really recommend, um, I, I care a lot. Yeah. That's why that I watched it. You just you have a character who, from the jump, is so repulsive, and and then by the end of it, something really horrible happens. You're like, no, that's exactly what you deserve. Yeah. And so, but you're stuck with them for two hours while they're doing just a descending road to hell of really horrible things. And I, at no point did I was I rooting for her. At no point did I want her to succeed. I kind of wanted. Most of the cast of that film to be set on fire. I yeah. had no use for them. Right. And at that point, I'm like, no, I really like these performers. I want to see where it goes. And no, it basically was just a person who doesn't even redeem themselves in the end. They've just found a level to which their nastiness helps them operate. So, yeah. Anyhow. But not a recommendation for me. No. But other than that, No, yes. no. She's, she's liking it. but I And I haven't seen enough. Yeah, I haven't either. I saw two episodes and they were, but it was, I liked the fact, because we saw a couple of seasons of American Horror Story, and we did sort of appreciate some of it. I lost interest right after Carnival, where, or Freak Show, rather. Freak Show. Which I I didn't like, again, it was like, who are these people and why am I supposed to care about what happens at this point? And was that the fourth one? It was Murder House... And then it was the hospital asylum. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like it was Coven. And then it was Freak Show. And then it was Hotel. And then it was the politics one. And then it was whatever they've done in the last two years, which I have not. I don't know of even if there were episodes or seasons. Yeah, I, when Lady Gaga joined the cast, uh, unfortunately, is when I wasn't watching. So, not because of her. Not though. because of yeah. her, but it's like, uh, yeah, I just, at that point. Hotel seemed to be to be more style over substance. That's what it felt like to me too, right. and it's a shame because I do like Matt Bomer very much. He's a very handsome man. He's so pretty, but I just go watch White Collar. There you go. Heists, art heists. Every episode, it's my favorite thing. Um. So yeah. Uh. uh we watched. We did watch a, an entire series on Netflix this weekend called Baking Impossible, which is pretty fun. Okay. Uh, they pair up engineers and bakers, and then they have to do these bananas um, challenges. Uh, be warned, they do try to force you to 
believe in and adopt a new term called baconeer. Um, Which sounds like it should involve pork. Really, really hard, and it never, never works. So mm-hmm. uh, I made a joke because we had like 20 minutes left of the show. We were like, it was, it was like the judgment and the, and the, them crowning a winner. Mm-hmm. And they said baconeer like twice in the same sentence. And she's like, I am very glad it's almost done. <laughs> because I cannot with this term. I'm like, don't worry, you only have to hear it like 15 to 18 more times. And I knew how much time was left. And she laughed. And then 10 minutes later, she's like, I thought you were kidding about that. But I think that's how many times they're going to say it. I'm like, um, I was kidding. But also, it was an accurate guess to how the fuck many times they're going to say this. Gretchen, stop trying to make fetch happen. Yeah, no, bacon ear is not going to happen. Bacon ear is not going to happen. Bacon ear. We're truly bacon ears. No, you're not. No, you're not. No, you aren't. No. And if you, and you knew that it wasn't going to be a thing, because you know what you would have called your show if you thought it was going to be a thing? Baconeering. But you called it Baking Impossible or whatever. It wasn't Baking Impossible. Yeah, that is what it's called. Oh, shit. Hold on. Now i got to make sure that's right. Uh, Television series. Yeah, baking and engineering. It is called Baking Impossible. It's hosted by Justin Willman, so expect puns and magic tricks, because that's how he do. Um, uh, but it's, that's a, the other nice thing about that show is it's hosted by Justin Willman, and then um, Andrew, who was on a Great British Bake Off. He's an Irishman. He's very red-haired. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's the one who pushes the idea of baconeering very hard. It's like his baby. And then there is a baker who is a, an Asian woman and an engineer who is a black man who they call Dr. O. And that's rad. I like seeing mm-hmm. diverse people of um, that are experts right. and being deferred to as experts. So I enjoyed that. So okay, that was good. an up for that one. And okay. it was really fun. And you will ship one of those couples super, super hard. Y'all know who I'm talking about. It All turns right. out they're not really dating, but it seemed like they were going to date and fall in love and, and be married forever. You'll know who I'm talking about, y'all. So I think that's it. I think that brings us to the end. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Next time, Memento Mori. Mori. Memento Mori. Which is a title of every episode, or of an episode, an episode of literally of everything of, yeah, right, that we everything. have ever watched. <laughs> so, here we go. Um, mostly things I like, though, so that's fine. And uh, if you have, uh, if you want to reach us in the meantime, or que- with questions you or comments or concerns, you can reach us at... Uh, on email, by email, we just by email. How do you say words? I'm not know. high. It's I'm hard. just tired. I've been working yes. basically nonstop for 13 hours. So my brain is starting to shut down. You can reach us by email at latecomerspod at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at latecomerspod. Or you can find us on Facebook by looking for Latecomers Podcast in the search bar. You can listen to our episodes there as well. 
I would like to remind you to take your medicine. I still haven't found that, y'all. It's not okay. I need to find it. I need to find it. Uh, And we would like to remind you better late than never. That was a good episode. I pushed stop. <laughs>